are live, everyone. Welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today I have uh, episode uh, 18 of the Cinemania live show, where we just talk a bunch of movie and television news, and then we talk about a few things and kick back and stuff. Today I am joined by a very special guest. She's from the film community, and she was on our Pride movie review for Call Me By Your Name this past weekend. Make sure you guys check that out. But Hannah, Hannah, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hi, hello, I'm great. Uh, Very nice to have you here to talk a bunch of stuff. So today we are just going to talk about a few movie and television news that dropped today. A little bit of a slow morning slash day today. Um, And then we are going to talk about Big Little Lies from last night and Euphoria, which I'm very, very excited to talk about. But first things first, we have the news. And before we get into all of the television talk, a couple of movie news dropped today. And today we had like a little article that talked about how the author of the Hunger Games novels, she's going to be writing another one, and it's going to be releasing next year in 2020. And this is going to follow, uh, the novel's going to follow another prequel movie based on the novel. So um, what are your thoughts on this? And are you a fan of the Hunger Games films? Are you excited for this? What are some of your thoughts? I'm kind of going to expose myself real quick and just say that I never really cared that much about the Hunger Games movies. I read the books when I was younger, but, like, when the movies came out, I was, like, they never, like, piqued my interest all that much. I know that I liked Catching Fire, but other than that, I don't really remember all that much about either the books or the movies. So, like, hearing this, I don't really see myself caring that much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm the same thing. I'm not a big, like, movie, not movie, wow. I'm not a big, like, book reader and stuff. I read a few here and there. Like, I read a bunch of Stephen King books just because I felt like that was, like, I had to. And I read, you know, I read a couple of the Harry Potter books and stuff like that. I do read it here and there, but it's, like, very, very rare. Um, So I never read another Hunger Games books, but I hear they're great and stuff. Everyone in my high school was reading them. So that was cool. But um, the movies, I'd say I enjoyed the first two and maybe some of Mockingjay Part 1. Part one but um, I remember not being that connected to the movies as a whole. Like, it's not something that I was religious to or anything or that I wanted to watch all the time. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, these this news, I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, that'd be cool to have another Hunger Games film. Um, but, eh, I mean, I could deal without it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so... That's my stance on that. So let's get into something else. So we also had today that Todd Phillips, who's the director of the Joker movie that's coming out later on this year. The trailer is up, has been up for like a month, a couple of months now. Um, and he has confirmed, everyone was wondering this, that the movie will actually actually be R-rated. Now, I think... Um, I really, I'm not someone who really minds what rating a movie is. Like, I know everyone was, like, hollering over Venom being rated, you know, rated PG-13. But I'm just, I, as long as the movie's good, I'm fine. You know, that's how I am. Uh, so I, it is interesting to have this as a rated R because that means they can do a lot more with the Joker character. And I heard next year's Birds of Prey will, will also be rated R um, because they feel, they felt like they couldn't do as much with the Suicide Squad with that PG-13 rating. But uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I'm also the same way where it's like, I don't really care all that much about a rating of a movie as long as it's good. I do care when I know that a movie was intended to be R-rated and then they have to cut it down to a PG-13 because a lot of the time it's pretty evident 
um, and doesn't really turn out all that good. But hearing this, it makes me kind of excited because in the past before, I mean, not saying that, I mean, if we look at Suicide Squad, you could tell that they were definitely restrained with a PG-13 rating because I'm sure David Ayer wanted to do a lot more with it. Uh, Just watching the movie, you can tell it's edited to all hell. So, you know, I hope. I prayed that wouldn't happen with Joker, even though it's not connected to the GCU. So I'm glad that a director, because he said that he intended for it to be rated R, I'm glad that his so far vision is coming to life and he has, you know, creative control over the project. Yeah, I totally agree. What are you looking what did you think about the trailer that came out? Are you looking forward to it? I mean, I wasn't over the moon about it like everyone else, um, but I, I'm really intrigued by it for sure. I'm really mm-hmm. excited that Joaquin Phoenix is attached to it. Yeah, I totally agree. His um, at at first I was like, oh, I was kind of op- I was kind of like optimistic about it because you know I was just like, I I feel like we don't need a Joker movie to be honest. But um, after seeing the trailer, I was kind of hooked on it and sold, especially the trailers and the the set photos and the poster it looks really cool. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm optimistic about it. We'll see. Um, I hope, it, I mean, it's coming out in a time where Joaquin Phoenix is known for Oscar performances. So I'm really wondering if the release date is based on that kind of see what, see if the word of mouth is good and the critics think it's good and seeing what the Oscar, what their Oscar chances are for, because we all know Warner brothers is not afraid to go out for the Oscar for comic book movies. So, um, that'll be very interesting. But um, speaking of the DCEU, this is not necessarily DCEU news, but it involves a DCEU actor, and that is Jason Momoa. Um, we also had reports that <laughs> he he said uh, that he wants to play Wolverine. Now I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna save my judgment for right now, and I know you kind of brought this up more than I did, so I'll get us get your thoughts on that. <laughs> I don't want to laugh and make it seem like I'm like clowning Jason Momoa or anything, but I mean, it's, it's a little ridiculous. I, I've never seen Jason Momoa, like, I guess, like bring a performance to the table that seems anything, I don't know, like noteworthy, I guess. Um, he was good in Game of Thrones. I liked him in Aquaman. I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I, (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. He just um, I like him. Like I like Jason Momoa. I do. I liked him in Game of Thrones, of course. I like him in the, you know, he has this Netflix show that's very underrated. He's good in it. But I do think Jason Momoa is a very certain actor, kind of like The Rock, where you have to give him stuff that it, that's his strength. Although Wolverine is a comic book character. He's one of the more layered comic book characters. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, uh, Hugh Jackman, the, the great thing about him was that he was able to show all sides of Wolverine. You know, the happy side, the angry side, the brooding side, the wanting to die side, like in Logan. I, I don't think, um, depending on what kind of Wolverine they're going after, if they're going for the mean the mean and brooding uh, Wolverine in the MCU, then um, maybe, but I if they want a more character-based Wolverine, like how the Fox films did, I don't see Jason Momoa as that. I see him being a playful kind of comic book hero, much more like Hemsworth as Thor. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't yeah. picture Hemsworth as, like, a more a more layered character like Wolverine or even Iron Man and stuff like that. So um, I do think this kind of he's kind of over his head. And, I, and he can't play both, can he? I mean... I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> wouldn't wouldn't oh, no. that be like wouldn't that be like a war between both studios? <laughs> him being like two superheroes. I don't know. I just feel like that's It'll bad. set the fans ablaze. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a bad call. I feel like. Um, but yeah, that's it for the uh, movie news today. It's very very slow day. Um, but all right. So now let's get into the nitty gritty of the episode today, and that is our reviews for these HBO shows last night. So first things first, before we get into, because I feel like there's a lot more to talk about with Euphoria than Big Little Lies. Um, So let's get into Big Little Lies first. And last night we had episode two of season two. Um, I, okay, so I saw your tweet like earlier. (laughs) I saw your tweet, but I was I was a little caught off caught off guard because I kind of enjoyed the episode, but I'm very intrigued on what you thought about it. Last night we had a lot going on. We had a lot with Celeste, Celeste, you know yeah. Nicole Kidman, who's phenomenal in the movie. Um, we had Laura Dern's husband getting arrested. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> um, then we had. My big moment and the big kind of takeaway from last night's episode was Ziggy finding out who his father was. Um, oh God, everyone, spoilers, please, please. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, we're, we're gonna talk spoilers and these reviews. I should, I should probably put that in the title when we, when we drop this, but spoilers, everyone. <laughs> uh, but I'm um, all right, Big Little Lies last night. What did you think? You wasn't fond of it. I want to know why. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you from over here, but I want to know why. <laughs> okay, so I want to put a little disclaimer I still enjoyed the episode I I didn't hate it I didn't I don't have like a dislike for it but it's probably my least favorite episode of anything I've seen in you know season one and season two um I just think it was really unfocused because a lot of the time big big little lies uh I think it does a really good job with like uh juggling quite a few things and this episode I just like what they chose I guess to um focus on I didn't really care about, I've never really cared about, um, Laura Dern's, um, Renata's husband, so that was, like, it seemed very forced, I guess, being, like, shoving him down our throats, being, like, care about this, care about this, care about this, and then, um, how, uh, Ed found out about, uh, Madeline being unfaithful, I, I hated that, I hated how he found out, absolutely hated it. I feel like he wasn't, you know, I agree with you on that part because I feel like he wasn't mad enough. You know what I mean? If that was me and, like, I, it's crazy because even when I was watching, because I watched both of these episodes, I watched Euphoria and this show this morning when I got to, when I got to work. So I'm a security guard. So um, in the morning when I get there really, when I get to work really early, I have nothing to do. So I just watch my, I catch up on my shows and all that stuff. So I was watching all the shows this morning and this was at like 7 a.m. And I was on, you know, I'm already kind of grumpy. I didn't have my coffee yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I was watching this and he like was like he was mad, but he wasn't like mad. I was like, Ed, are you everything that you do for this woman? And you're finding out that she cheated on you a right. year ago and you're like, we're done. I was like, Ed, come on be mad you know <laughs> yell at her i just wanted to, i wanted the I, I i don't know who the actor's name is i but i know Adam he's Scott. like okay he's very well known because i've seen him in a bunch of stuff but um i i wanted this to be you know how everyone in the show has a moment of kind of like has like their moment of like whether it's this like the emmy moments everyone on this show has an emmy moment where it's like <laughs> yeah. it's a really really well acted moment and i wanted this to be his moment you know what i mean i wanted him to just go all out screaming crying a little bit upset angry that's what i wanted i feel like i didn't get that from that part so i definitely agree with you on that 
Um, it was more like, I, I do agree that he should have been more mad, but also it was like, it seemed, it just seemed so like generic, I guess. I've seen right. a million movies where it's like, oh, the person that you were talking about was actually in the room the entire time. Wow. You know, and it's like, I just, it just seemed so unlike, I guess, Big Little Lies because they, I feel like before they've always kind of, I guess, uh, sidelined the tropes, you know? <laughs> And now it's, like, that was super generic, and I guess I could see it coming. If you, like, sat me down and you're like, hey, how would he find out, you know? And, um, what's it called? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm blanking right now. <laughs> but there is, oh, yeah, the performances in this episode. I feel yeah. like they weren't as strong. I don't know. If really? Hmm. Yeah. No, it's interesting because I I'm trying to think back of what happened. I although I did just watch it this morning. I have notes. Let me just grab my notes for It's right in my bag across the room. In one second. Right. We're live. We're live. Hold on. <laughs> you know, I really hate those CVS receipts. <laughs> my notebook was like tangled in it like this it killed me. <laughs> i don't need all these damn coupons okay i don't um all right big little damn lies, cbs <laughs> cbs causing me problems on my show um all right so i what did i write i okay i said i was enjoying bonnie's arc but by the end of the episode i got kind of <laughs> tired of her arc you know, the whole, like, I'm sad and it feel bad for me. I killed this guy, you know. Also, okay, so I, I, this show is still fairly new to me. I've been wanting to watch it for a long time, but I actually finished binging it. Um, I finished binging it, like, last weekend, you know, just mm -hmm. to, catch, to catch the premiere. So, what do you think about, like... The, the finale, right? I like the finale of last season. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. it much um, because it, it was in 2017. But the finale, what do you think about them lying about the – because that's an easy alibi. Don't you think about the whole yeah. how he died and stuff? I mean, you, you defended yourself. Just say that. You know what yeah. I mean? But they all kind of lied about it. What are you, What are your thoughts on that? I'm just, I'm just interested. I mean, I guess it's never really bothered me. Um, I never really thought too hard about it until now, I guess. Now it is kind of bothering me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does seem, it seems kind of forced now that I think about it. Yeah, and even the detective was like, why are they lying? And they and then she says it too, like what I just said, like, that's a clear alibi. They were self-defense. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just weird. Um so I liked the, the therapy scene with Celeste. So oh, I yeah. do think I do think as far as the show, I did like Celeste. I did like Nicole Kidman's performance. Um, everything She's with always her, great. Yeah, everything with her son and everything like that. As far as like she's seeing like the aggressive side of him come out was very interesting. Um, I loved that scene. And thinking back to it, I'm glad I I didn't do this show right after I watched it because I was I really liked it. Um, thought the episode was good, but there is some stuff that I was like, eh, I can deal without. Like, they focus a lot on Laura Dern's character, and I don't think, although I love Laura Dern, she's great, and, um, her character, I, I don't think she's, like, a strong point of the show. I just don't really care about what she's doing, you know, like, with her yeah. and her husband. Even though he got arrested, I was just like, I don't, I don't really care. Um, I, I want to spend more time with, um, 
with Shailene Woodley. Like Shailene Woodley, yeah. Woodley is actually my favorite character. Me too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I want to spend time. I want to spend more time on that, and I feel like they kind of underutilize her arc and stuff. Maybe because last season was kind of a lot. You know, a lot of it was focused on her and that big twist and reveal and all that stuff. But um, yeah, that's just my only thing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like. Last season was definitely. I if you were to t- tell me to pick out a main character of last season, I would definitely say mm-hmm. Jane. Um, and it's definitely weird that they're kind uh, kind of trying to sideline her because in the first episode too, it was pretty much about Jane. It was very focused on her. So yeah, it's like right. all of a sudden we're just like, oh, we don't care about Jane anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I- I'm wondering if that's. I think, I think this season was. It seems like it's more focused on Celeste and Meryl Streep. Um, Mel Streep, who is um, the husband's father, remind me of the husband's name from last season who died. What's his name? Zach. Oh, God, something, no. Something white. Um. Keith. <laughs> no. Keith. Brian. Perry. 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 Wow, I was off the ball. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> she. Um, yeah, I feel like they're focusing more on her this season. Last season definitely felt like more of um, of uh, Jane and Shailene Woodley. Uh, who's great, by the way? Okay, so last last couple of things. What are your? I I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on uh, Madeline as a character. Do you like her? Or do you not like her? Uh, I, I also like- I saw your other tweet about her older daughter. <laughs> daughter, listen, Catherine Newton's awesome. Okay, I don't want to hear it. Okay, mm. Ka- Catherine Newton. <laughs> I know her character is ridiculous, but and the oh, whole man. and the whole like I want to have I want to do like a I want to sell my virginity thing was ridiculous. Oh but, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on Madeline? I feel like she has enough redeeming qualities to make her likable because um, at, through the first whole season and even now I still like her, but. It's obvious she's not an outstanding person, uh, as Meryl Streep would, you know, tell her. <laughs> um, okay, so I agree with you, of course, uh, because I feel like with her character, I, def- I have definitely a um, love-hate relationship with her. Um, because some moments I'm like, I'm like, oh, I like, I like Madeline. And then the other moments I'm like, Madeline kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, I do love the younger daughter. I think she's my favorite kid actor on the show. She's great. Really? The, um, yeah, I think she's, I'm, I'm thinking about, cause there's a lot of kids too. Um, Ziggy's fine. The twins are annoying as hell. Um, <laughs> I like Ziggy the most. I, I like Ziggy. They don't focus on Chloe enough. Uh, you know, Bonnie's daughter, um so that leaves that leaves i don't even know on i don't even remember the other daughter's name the one i like so much madeline's daughter um but oh, i like I her, the most. her name I, feel like, I feel like she's such a brat but she's so blunt with everything <laughs> that i kind of like that um that's how i was as a kid like what is wrong with you woman i was saying that to my mom a lot, <laughs> and i get hit for it but like but you know what i mean I was like, you know, um, so I like her, but um, yeah. So overall, you just wasn't f- feeling the episode. You're not looking for looking forward to next week. Oh no, I'm looking forward to it. It's just so far it hasn't um, s- uh, up to expectations, I guess for big li- uh, for Big Little Lies. So the the show hasn't hasn't grabbed you yet, pretty much. That's what you're saying. No, it grabbed. It's grabbed me. I liked the first episode a whole lot. But mm-hmm. this episode was a big letdown for me because it just seemed very unfocused. Now, do you think that um, do you think that Meryl Streep is gonna be uh, the main? She's they're kind of writing her to be like this main villain of this show, 
not villain is like a you know, but like you know the person that you want to see taken down. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I do, I do think she's sympathetic enough too, where she's like she's kind of blindsided by all of this hap- what's happening and stuff as far as this town and all these girls and all that stuff. So, what do you think? I mean, I don't think the she's gonna be the main villain for sure. Um, I I think that there's a lot more to unwrap with her character. Yeah, I, I'm very intrigued by what's gonna go down there. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, so. All right, so that's Big Little Lies. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I definitely agree there could have been more to kind of, you know, grab us all. But all right, let's move right into Euphoria. This is the main topic of the show, and a couple of things that I was hearing before the show aired last night was the fact that it was very, very controversial, and yeah. that it was very, very graphic, and a lot of stuff goes down. It's very not for the pain of heart. Everyone was saying the first reactions to it because I know they had I know they had a couple of um they had a couple of private screenings for it and that 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 was the reaction coming out of it. So, um, I wanted to talk about it a little bit. So let's talk about last night's pilot episode. Not a lot went <laughs> down, but um, Zendaya's character apparently is an addict who's not who who who's coming back home from rehab. But the first scene right after rehab is her buying more drugs. So it like seems like that's gonna be the take of the show. So what did you think about this first episode? I have a lot to say. What did you think? Yeah, um, I I really really loved it. Um, I feel like it was made out to be a lot more, I guess, risque than it actually is. Um, I've I think Game of Thrones is, you know, more, I guess, violent and sexual and anything like that than this show is. I mean, from the pilot, at least. Um, But yeah, I really, really loved it. Uh, Rue, I'm really interested in. And um, I'm I'm excited to see how they portray um, addiction. Right. I, um, yeah, I, I agree. I liked it. I liked it enough. Um, I, 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 earlier today I said I lo- I said I was loving it, and the more I think about it, the more I do still like it. But the more I'm like, I'm getting how do I say? I'm getting Thirteen Reasons Why vibes from it, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a mixture of a lot of shows like Thirteen Reasons Why, Degrassi, like you know, a lot of stuff. But Thirteen Reasons Why, in the sake of those writers and that show. They did a lot of fucked up shit in the... Have you watched that show? Yeah. So, okay. So, they got a lot of shit last year about the broom scene. The big broom yeah. scene and all that stuff. And it see, it felt like that scene... The reason... Like, I wouldn't have mind that scene if I didn't feel like it was so forced on the characters and on the narrative of the show. I felt like it was... That's how I felt like, though. I felt like it was a forced scene because the writers wanted something, like, shocking to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? And it wasn't for the sake of art and for the sake of telling a story. Because they could have easily just bullied the guy, beat him up, and left. But he did that scene because they wanted to, like... They wanted eyeballs on the screen. And that's fine. I mean, controversy sells. It does. Because... The main that was Euphoria. I was looking forward to it, but once I heard like it was all this crazy stuff, I wanted to watch it more. That's everyone. Yeah. That's every show. <laughs> um, you know, when you hear about Game of Thrones for the first time, like, hey, what's so great about that great Game of Thrones shows? Oh, it's a lot of nudity and this and that. People want to watch it after that. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. That's just that's just human nature. So, um, with this show, I what I don't I liked it, but what I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be like. 
sex and nudity and effed up stuff to happen for the sake of it happening. Like I want them, I want these moments to mean something. You know what I mean? Like rape yeah. scenes and stuff like that are hard, are hard to take in and hard to watch, but it, it, it can be, they can be really effective when they mean something and, and the reasons why they're there. Uh, the part where like this guy and a girl's in a room, I forgot character names. I'm sorry. The only person, <laughs> the only person I know is the room, but I know the actor. I don't know his name, but I know his face. His um, African American actor and this girl, they were in a room and they was getting ready to have sex. And then he does this like choking thing. And it's like, it's kind of like a rape kind of, but yeah, she, he kind of gets off of her. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you liked that stuff. And I was like, what? Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, no, this is just here for the sake of being here. I don't really like it. Um, and I felt like a lot of a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the nudity was very like and so like 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 Game of Thrones, because the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones, they were just they were just there kind of just to be there and that's what i'm that's the vibe i'm getting out of, out of this show so what do you think about what do you what are your thoughts on, on on all of that um all right definitely a lot to unpack there um sorry if you just heard my cat get on my bed <laughs> no it's fine hey we live it's all right <laughs> um but yeah i i see what you're saying by you don't want it to be um where it's like sh- doing stuff just for shock value because um, right. I do feel like 13 reasons why I fell in that lane a lot of the time even though there's a lot of um I'm trying to think of the word I can't remember but good scenes in 13 reasons why that um are very like the rape scene between um oh, sorry, trigger warning by the way um don't want to trigger anyone um right. Uh, there is a scene that happens between Hannah and Bryce, I think, towards the end of the first season. Yes. Um, and I think that's very effective because it's not it's not too grotesque and it's it's very tasteful. Um, but then you go to something like the broom scene. And I do think that's very much in service of just being shock value. And I think the difference between 13 Reasons Why and Euphoria is that 13 Reasons Why definitely markets itself to a younger audience, um, even though it's, you mm-hmm. know, TV ma you know but i do think it lends itself to a younger audience um but then euphoria it's on hbo and you know it's it's been very open about being you know very mature and very adult um so i think there's the difference between them between those uh, two shows so it's i'm not gonna like when i did see the broom scene in 13 reasons why i was like this isn't okay this shouldn't happen Mm -hmm. uh you know, this shouldn't have happened ever. Uh, and then Euphoria, when we're seeing, you know, Rue um, overdosing and uh, her doing these drugs. And, you know, there is a scene where it's uh, almost it's supposed to look like it's leading to rape. Even Rue acknowledges that. Um, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I um, Yeah, I... I... I, I, I agree with that because the first, like you said, the first uh, season of 13 Reasons Why, when they were doing the whole, uh, when when they were leading, because we all know they were leading up to the rape, kind of, and that's why it didn't, that didn't feel forced, because they were leading up to that very, that's the breaking point. The rape scene in that uh, uh, show, that was the breaking point for her character. You know what I mean? And then, and then her, of course, seeking help and not getting it, but that was the breaking point for Hannah. So... She, um, 
so that scene agreed. That rape scene with with, Bri- with Bryce and her was very effective. Like I was sitting there like, wow, this is like this is. And when they kind of zoom in on her face, they close yeah. in on her face. I was like, that's that's powerful stuff. It's sad to watch. I feel for her character. Um, and then the broom scene. I remember watching it like, oh, what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't feel like, oh my god, wow. It just felt like. What and season three is coming. I don't know what they're gonna do, but it's gonna be a hot oh, mess. Man. I feel like. Um, you but, let her rest in peace. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. So, um, but the the what I did like about Euphoria, I did like the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Oh yeah. Uh, the show's produced by Drake, and you can tell it's you can tell the soundtrack was produced by Drake as well. Um, he has all the newest bangers on the soundtrack. It feels another thing I really liked about the show was that it feels very indie. You know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel too overproduced. It feels like a very A24 kind of, yeah. you know, TV show. You know what I mean? Like it feels I got, like, like those. Hot Summer Nights vibes. Yeah, I got, I got, I got vibes from that. I got that. Um, I don't know if you. This is like an under, like a like an, an unknown A24 film from like last year called Fuck. I am losing the name. It was <laughs> um, it was oh my god, I lost the name. It was two girls. Two girls oh, who, who um, had a job. Yeah, you Maya know. Mitchell. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Come on, help me out. I, I don't <laughs> so, know what it's called. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. I'm blanking because I, I I had the poster in my room because the poster's so dope. But uh, all right, let me just. I This is going to kill me. <laughs> 824 movies on Google. Google are your friends. Um, <laughs> I got to put. They have a lot of movies. So I got to put 2018. It was last year, <laughs> but I was getting a lot of vibes. Where is it? Never going back. That's it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it reminded me a lot about a lot of that too. I got a lot of mid '90s kind of feel to it. Um, yeah. So that's what I like about it. I like I love a twenty-four indie movies a lot. So um, some of their horrors are hit and miss, but I love their indie kind of movies where it's just like a focus on a character or two. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, those are my favorites, and that's what this show kind of feels like. It just feels like an indie movie, an indie trip. Of just these teenagers on drugs and all that crazy stuff. Um, I did like the um, cinematography of the show. The kind of color palette that they use when Zendaya is kind of zoning out. That red. Yeah. That dark red is really cool. Yeah, that was cool to you too? Yeah, yeah. I like the camera work a lot. It's very... Yeah. I told my sister right away when we were watching it. I said it's very stylish. Um, And, you know, I got that that kind of vibes from the um, trailers and stuff, but... I, I do like that they are um, not doing the generic kind of, oh, I'm like when like a character is like tripping on drugs or whatever. And they just kind of like, you know, uh, disform like the image a little bit, add some colors, whatever. Like, no, it's very stylish. Um, and it looks and the cinematography is very good. Right. And uh, I do think the standout in the show, the, like the best thing about the show so far is Zendaya, though. Like Zendaya oh, yeah. herself. She's great. She's really good. She's phenomenal. Um- She's really good. I'm so glad to finally see her. And I'm glad. Well, first of all, I'm glad she's one of the Disney Channel ones who are who's still normal. She's still <laughs> doing her thing, um, taking more risk. But she's taking more risky roles. And I think if you really yeah. want to elevate your career, um, she might get she it's rumored that she's going to be cast as Ariel for The Little Mermaid um, soon for Disney. And she ha- she's in the Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, the Spider-Man films now, you know, she's mm-hmm. MJ. She has the red hair. You know, <laughs> she's killing it. But this is one of the things that I, I thought I'd never see her in. I Maybe down the road, but not now. So I'm definitely happy to see her willing to take these kind 
kind of roles, and she was great last night. I thought she yeah. was really good. It didn't, it didn't feel forced, you know? It didn't feel like someone who was coming off of those kind of, you know, kid-like movies. And, you know, she's in The Greatest Showman. She's in all these kind of playful movies. So it was definitely interesting to see her in a role like that, like last night. And, you know, she... And I watched... I watched... I don't know if you watched a little interview with her and the director after the yeah. show. But, you know, they, they were talking about how... Because basically the the creator of the show, he was a recovering addict. So he's... Oh. The show... Yeah, the show is basically her living living vicariously through him in his life and all that stuff. So um, he talks about coming home from rehab and still using and stuff like that. And that's what she did. And um, yeah, she does. She's really, really good. Her character is nice. Uh, Storm Reed, who's also, I didn't, re- I didn't even realize that she's older now. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like seeing her in the show. I'm like, Poor, I'm like, aren't you like, aren't you like nine or something? <laughs> I, but she's growing up. She was in the Netflix show too. Um, the newest show from Ava DuVernay, uh, When They See Us. She's in that too. Oh, um, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I only saw one episode. It's really good, but she's in that she's in that show as well. And I'm like, she's got. And I just didn't even. Re- I'm like, when did she grow up? I just didn't even realize. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a wrinkle in time just came out. But right. um, <laughs> uh, but she's all grown up, but she's on this show. She's doing a lot of adult things already. So yeah, the show's good. <laughs> the show's really good though. I mean, I I'm interested to see. It's only eight episodes, which I mean, I don't mind my short seasons, but I definitely would have won. I definitely could have used 10 episodes, but hey, I don't ever knock a season being short, because if that's all you want to talk, if that's all you have to talk about, then that's fine. Like, yeah. the, the Netflix shows that are 13 episodes when they don't need to be, definitely oh, show. Netflix is the king of making seasons way too long. <laughs> yeah, especially the Marvel ones. They are all 13 oh, yeah. episodes easily be like nine or ten or even eight so um yeah i mean i'm enjoying it so far i mean i'm intrigued to see what they do next week i just hope it's not sex and drugs for the sake of sex and drugs because we've seen that you know i do yeah. hope there's more of those I, I do hope there's more of the emotional scenes next week like the scenes in this episode with her and her mother were very strong um you know what i mean um oh lastly what did you think about the whole i know one of the big kind of controversy things was the uh tinder scene you know uh oh, what's yeah it was jules and she goes to go meet some guy and they have sex uh what are your what are your thoughts on that because we were we were just talking about call me by your name and about you know people's thoughts on being predatorial so what do you think um, I think that it was uh, handled very tastefully. Um, I know that it was very, uh, people were um, concerned because there are supposed to be a lot of penises shown in the show, whatever. And that's where the majority of them are shown is in that scene uh, when she's looking through Tinder. Um, and, you know, it's not like they're like super close up Zoom on the phone or anything. A lot of the time uh, throughout the whole episode, I actually noticed like whenever they're showing like something that's uh sexual on a phone like it's from pretty far away and they're not really focused on it and I thought that was pretty tasteful and yeah um they definitely perceived it as predatory in the episode so um it didn't uh bother me or you know give me any kind of red flags or anything yeah I would have to agree I didn't um I I, I when I was watching it, I wasn't like, oh man, I can't do this. I was like, okay, they handle it. They handled it well. They got they got the line in where she she tells the guy that she's older than what she is, um, which helped that scene. I thought the penis scene with, that everyone was talking about was gonna be that scene where 
forgot the character's name, but she's in a room with these boys and they're talking about her first time. I thought that was going to be yeah. the, the big penis scene, but it wasn't. Fine with me. They didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even show anything. I was like, great. Fine with me. You don't have to show everything. <laughs> Just show. Um, so yeah, but overall, listen, as one of the shows, as one of those shows where I, I like to like, you know, revisit high school days and the realism of high, no one really understands how each year, as far as like high school goes, it gets more and more and more and crazier. You know, yeah. I have younger, I have younger cousins. I, I, I see that like these, these the, the kids are not, they're not, we're not, they're not just going to you know, they're not going to after school programs or anything anymore. They're doing this stuff. So, um, yeah. especially in those areas, like what the show was based in, I think it was Florida. I think, oh. um, I, I don't, don't quote me on that, but I think, it was, <laughs> I think it's one of those, I mean, it's one of those hot areas, one of those, you know, where you see when you're watching it, you start sweating. Cause like, you can tell it's hot. <laughs> it's one of those areas. Everyone looked muggy and sticky. It just looks gross. But, um, <laughs> The show was good. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Looks like we both did. Um, the majority that I'm seeing on social media enjoyed it as well. So yeah, I think it's definitely... at like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued to see the next couple of episodes. I hope you get in some more of like the stakes of the show of her character. I think we will. But um, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. So I guess that's it. I guess that is it <laughs> for the uh show today we got all of our news and our show talks to talk about so all right so hannah thanks for joining me once again today thank you for having me yeah of course of course um let the listeners know where they can follow you um i'm at movies and cats on twitter i just wanted to i just wanted to hear you say that that username (laughs) again the username's awesome but um (laughs) thank you yeah, thank you for joining me, everyone. And everyone, you can find us on Stitcher now. We're finally on Stitcher. You can uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for joining us. Hannah, thanks once again. I will talk to you guys soon. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye.